Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. It is the first week of Get Up in the Cool month. I've been saving up some very exciting interviews in hopes that you'll be moved to support the show, which is why this week's friend is Genevieve Kester, Illinois fiddler extraordinaire and daughter of Gary Harrison. Also joining us is special guest guitarist Smith Kester. We recorded this in front of a live audience at the Old Town School of Folk Music in Chicago, Illinois. Thanks for having us out, Old Town, and thanks to everyone who came out. This episode is brought to you in part by the Kauai Old Time Gathering, and they have a special message for you. Aloha, y'all. Tickets are on sale for the third annual Kauai Old Time Gathering this November 22nd through the 24th. Workshops and performances by Magnolia Sisters, Lone Pinon, Evie Layden, Jane Rothfield, and Shona Carr as Little Missy, and lots of local Hawaiian artists. Head over to kauaioldtime.com for more information and to reserve a bed or a campsite in the beautiful mountains of Kauai. Lots of music and lots of dancing with Cajun Two-Step, Old Time Bailes Nuevo Mexicanos, and Square Dancing. That's Kauai spelled K-A-U-A-I, oldtime.com. Also, I'm going to be there recording live Get Up in the Cool episodes, playing a set, and doing a workshop. So let's hang out and play tunes. Get your tickets now. Get Up in the Cool does get the occasional sponsor, but it is by and large funded by a small percentage of dedicated listeners. To give some perspective, the show had over 33,000 downloads last month, and about 100 people donate to the show. I get it. Podcasts by design need to be free to download or else word of mouth doesn't travel. But Get Up in the Cool is profoundly not free to make. I have to travel to my guests, often by plane. I pay my guests to be on the show. I have to buy equipment and pay for website hosting. The expenses really add up. And then there's the time between organizing the sessions, recording, editing, posting. I honestly don't have much time for much else. I love making this show, but I really do need you to help make it happen. And of course, you'll get some special content for chipping in. Patreon supporters will have access to a full video version of this episode, and this week's bonus track podcast features a jam on Cacklin' Hen, an explanation of the term boinker hang, a hyper-regional idiom in Illinois fiddling, and an extended audience Q&A. But those rewards and more are just a thank you. What you're really getting for donating to Get Up in the Cool is the continued existence of the show. I can't do it without you. Go now while you're listening to this to patreon.com slash getupinthecool linked in the show notes on your podcast app and choose a support level that you can sustain. Small sustaining donations are much more helpful than large short-term donations. Thank you to everyone who signs up and thank you so much to everyone who's kept Get Up in the Cool going for the past three years. One more thing before we get started, please stick around after the interview and I'll tell you how you can keep up with this week's awesome guest. But first, here's my interview and jam with Genevieve Kester. Enjoy!
Genevieve Kester, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. Also uh, joining us on guitar, Smith Kester. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did we just play? We just played Old Aunt Polly Shut the Mad Dog Down. Oh. <laughs> it was mad. It was yeah. needed to go. It's still sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, heck of a tune name. Um, I don't know very much about the tune, but it's featured in the Dear Old Illinois collection in the transcriptions. And I just kind of learned it from my dad and from just jam sessions and here and there. So, so uh, your dad uh, is Gary Harrison. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about him. Uh, and I've heard you talk about him a little bit, but on record, uh, tell us about your dad. Sure. I'm interviewing you today, but yeah. that's a, part, a big yeah, part of yeah. your story, sure. obviously. So, so I learned all of my music from my dad and my mom, Gay Harrison, who still uh, lives in my hometown and my dad's hometown of Charleston, Illinois, um, about probably 45 minutes south of Champaign-Urbana, just to geolocate it for people who are only familiar with Chicago, which yeah. is understandable yes. <laughs> in Illinois. Hi, Gay. Um, <laughs> She's in the yes, my mom yeah. joining us in the audience yeah. today. And um, so I kind of, you know, I took Suzuki a little bit when I was younger, hated it, had no aspirations for... Why did you hate it? Because <laughs> uh, I had no aspirations for classical music or, you know, reading music generally. Yeah. <laughs> music theory generally, which is hilarious because Smith, my husband, has advanced degrees in music theory, so we're kind of salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a good fit. We have all the bases covered. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I started off, but I also just grew up going to square dances and, you know, Battleground, which uh, the Indiana Fiddler's Gathering where my parents met. Um, my dad and my uncles and their friends would all, we've been going to Battleground, the Indian Fiddlers Gathering in Lafayette since I was really, really young. And just so I had a lot of exposure to it when I was younger, obviously. And then um, didn't really take an interest in it until at pretty much like 2003, like after graduating college and mm. kind of finding myself asking what the next chapter of my life would be. And then um, I, my dad also had uh, pretty much quit playing fiddle at that point because he was having a lot of hand problems. Like he, I think, released the Red Prairie Dawn album, which is uh, an album of all of his original tunes and four traditional tunes, I think around 99. And then shortly thereafter just have, started having a lot of hand problems. He wasn't booking any gigs or really playing out or doing anything like that. And um, I kind of just start, I guess, after college, started picking up old-time music as a way to hang out with my parents again <laughs> and to like, yeah. have family time. And my uncles and all their, John Bishop, their really longtime friend um, and guitar player of the Indian Creek Delta Boys, which was my dad's band in the 70s. Um, so it was just uh, kind of a, I, I came back to it just as a way to like hang out with my family and spend time and connect and just and kind of... And you hadn't, okay, so you took some Suzuki, mm -hmm. and then you dropped it how soon after? Yeah, like, I think I was, what, eight? <laughs> I wasn't, so you took it for, like, a year. Yeah, yeah. No, I took it for, like, a couple years. Yeah. I think for between the ages of six and eight, or maybe five and eight, yeah. But. And then did you play music in the interim between that time? 
Then I played, um, I did take piano lessons for a time, and then in high school and kind of later on into college, I did play the guitar, and that was, good question, that was my first instrument was the guitar, and then that was how my dad and I started playing together, was he would play fiddle and I would play guitar. I see. So then I could back him up, and I backed him up in a few, like, fiddle contests, or just, like, you know, sitting around the house, like... He lived in um, at that point in Oakland, Illinois, which is a really small town, and so just to have it was just family time to pass the hours, you know. Did so. you enjoy the music? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You yes. you weren't like this is mom and dad's never, yeah. thing. I'm not into it. Well, I think um, I mean any maybe it's true of every child that you kind of think your parents you're not sure if they're cool or not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not sure if what they're doing is cool or not. And right. then once you kind of reach adulthood, you can have a fresh perspective on right. what you... and To what extent they yeah, were cool and, and or not. To my parents' credit, absolutely, they never forced me to play this kind of music ever, which was very helpful in allowing me to come back to it on my own. So, Yeah. That's, or or do, you, do you have a, like... Or maybe growing up, do you have a personality where it's like if people are like putting pressure on you, you're just like, bye. <laughs> uh, yeah, to us, I think that's true. You, everybody wants to do things on their own terms, you yeah. know, in a certain way. And so um, I think it was a nice, you know, coming back to the guitar, especially just talking in terms of coolness. You know, in high school and college, you can be cool and have a guitar. So, you know, sure. But people don't quite know what you're talking about, maybe if you're playing the fiddle or banjo or things like that. So right. especially like a super narrow niche of like Yeah. Yeah. Like um, recently unearthed like Illinois fiddle yeah, tunes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little too yeah, too out there for some college kids. But no, yeah. um, so picking up the guitar first was a really good entry point back into old time music for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's play another tune, Great. and then I have just so many questions. Yeah, follow-up <laughs> questions. Yeah. Right. Um, I need to get into this tuning. Not a quiet family. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the best thing, Abby Layden was like, I mean, we're just a loud family. And she's like, well, you and the kids are. Smith is not loud. <laughs> Wait, are you? True. Are you related to Abby? No, no, no. We we're just really good friends. Like okay. she was, um, she was on the Red Prairie album, and then we recorded oh, Pride in America with her, and she was real close friends with my dad. Yeah. Bloomington. Awesome. <laughs> like we're a lot, meaning like our nuclear yes. family. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Cool. She's like, well, you're loud, and Everett's loud. Claire is definitely loud. <laughs> He's not I heard loud. This though. morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what are we playing next? We're gonna play. There's a lot of groundhog tunes and songs, and Doc Watson sings one that everybody knows and loves. They're very inspiring creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> all time muses. <laughs> and so we're gonna play a very Illinois-specific version, which is from Pappy Taylor, who um, lived on into my lifetime, and I got to meet him several times and remember um, spending some time with him. And um, one thing I want to say, too, going into it is we've had people comment on that a lot of our songs have a lot of nonsense words, like mm -hmm. just, you know, a lot of you know, words that aren't words but serve to take up, like, notes and space in sure. a tune. So 
this has that. Yeah. <laughs> this song has that. So yeah. <laughs> whenever you wonder, what the heck is she saying? It's nonsense. Yeah. So just know She's that. saying what it sounds like. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Great, great, great. There's no rhyme or reason. So this is Pappy Taylor's Groundhog. It's not serious. No, I love a silly It's not song. like old yeah. Aunt Polly shooting the mad dog yeah. down. Yeah. No, no, this is fun. And one other thing I wanted to say really quickly about that tune is Pappy was pretty famous for never playing anything through the same way twice. Like quite, like it was the same tune, but he'd have a different variation in both parts every single time yeah. through. Like not major, not departing from the tune, but little little things here and there just to kind of pepper it. And so it was kind of funny my when so the uh, the Dear Old Illinois that song is also in in a collection called Dear Old Illinois, which is a book of transcriptions and three accompanying source recording CDs. So you can hear actually Pappy Taylor playing that tune on the Dear Old Illinois albums. And but when when Dad sat down to transcribe everything. 
if you have eight different variations and eight different versions yeah. on each part of a tune, it was... It's a lot of real estate in the book. It's a lot, yeah. It can only well, be so big. Well, yeah. exactly. You got, he said, okay, I got to pick one, kind of, you know, like just settle on one version and then people, it's such a simple, you know, silly tune. People can do with it whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. I th- it, it's not a melody that requires a, um, a strict or precious, like... Yeah. It's a lot of space in it. No one should take it too seriously, for sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's, what is that last verse before the repeated first verse? What is, what yeah. is that? Yeah, okay. This is, you ask a lot of good questions. So this was also, I think, cut out of the recordings because it says the word damn, which is not <gasps> super proper. And I, I think also it was just... You know, there. For people who aren't familiar with this kind of music, I think Dad didn't want to include any swear words or cuss words, just because. If that was a barrier for someone. Exactly, or, sure. or just like a misrepresentation that people talked that way all the time, or or right. that that was like a common. I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, it's, no, it's yeah. Mama. The the verse is Mama grabbed a poker and she wrapped old Sam. Wrapped as in hit. hit yeah. As it yeah. yeah. Meaning that, like, and he just kept eating, like, a dog that was eating. The dog is old Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the dog is eating the groundhog. Presumably the groundhog. Or maybe, so it's two for me and one for the The dog. dog. So maybe old Sam is getting in, finished groundhog number one. Is getting into the next one or I've something. I've never thought about it that much, yeah. but I that's just want to know the story. <laughs> <laughs> what do I need a for the record? What yeah. is the story of this groundhog and getting hit? The dog getting hit by a poker. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Again, again, like you know, I've never. This uh, this is the most I've ever thought about that ever. <laughs> right in this moment in time, right now. <laughs> great, 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 great. Uh, okay. Thank you for clearing that up. Also, I was confused because I thought it was a... I didn't know that Pappy's Groundhog meant Pappy the Fiddler's version of Groundhog. I thought Pappy was somehow in the story, but I was like, where's Pappy? (laughs) No, 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 no. The tune name is Groundhog, but when people... To clarify it in jam situations, because if you say, hey, let's play Groundhog, there's so many other more popular versions that people can, like, Think that you're think think that you're saying calling one tune and yeah, then sure. to distinguish it. I just like the old Groundhog that. song or yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Once again, very inspiring creatures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For some reason. Okay, so um, you're playing guitar mm-hmm. with your dad, mm-hmm. um, backing him up um, in order to. Like what? What? How old were you when you started playing guitar with him? Like thirteen, like twelve, yeah. probably. Yeah, junior high, and then you know, quickly, like just by ear, learned a lot of Beatles tunes and Led Zeppelin, and you know all the. Great. Were you you're playing electric as, as well? <laughs> no, no, just yeah. mostly acoustic. I can play a little bit of electric. Not. I never owned an electric guitar. I just like at friends' houses in high school would mess around and see how what the differences were and things like that yeah yep so um when you started learning fiddle um Mm -hmm. did you did you find that a lot of those tunes were already just sort of in there yeah for sure like ready to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like figured out and yeah i think that 
that, the exposure from an early age and then, you know, the mid, you know, teenage um, kind of hearing the tunes again and participating with guitar kind of just all helped them get in my head and then it was easier, much easier to learn them. Yeah. Yeah. As a young adult. Very good. So, um, shoot, what was I going to ask? I was going to ask about... We're playing all Illinois tunes mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. How much of your, like repertoire like on on the fiddle of like tunes that you start mm -hmm, that i call uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um how many of them are illinois tunes like are we doing them today because that's what you like to play or because that's an important part of your story not that those are mutually exclusive yeah both i mean um i do like i i, I think it's at, it's 100 percent both um I do, and now I dusted off a few new, like Old Aunt Polly shot the Mad Dog Down, which we just played, and a few other ones. I did use this as an opportunity to, like, you know, dust off a few tunes that we don't play as much. Yeah. But I think, um, so I, I play, I take a lot of, you know, pride in playing a lot of the, the Dear Old Illinois um, repertoire, but I also... You know, we've been to Clifftop a bunch of times. We've been to Mount Airy and different festivals. There, there is like a yearly like top forty festival tunes, which everyone just kind of knows. Yes. So I'm not like, no, Illinois or bust. You know, sure, like sure. I will never play if it, a tune if it's not from Illinois. So it's yeah. not, not that at all. It's just, and it's, I, I find it really interesting to, like, we there's a. a quite a few tunes here that we have one name for it and it's the same tune but a different name out east or just to kind of compare notes on on that front too so yeah i do i really do play a lot of the illinois repertoire by choice um but i also you know a jam is more fun when everyone yeah, knows the tune so yeah you know <laughs> i would never like sometimes <laughs> steamroll yeah. a jam into only illinois territory you know great uh, yeah um what is there anything about the the content of the music itself, not the the setting or not the the history, mm -hmm. that like specifically speaks to you? Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I guess I really like is there. Um, so my son Everett, who's six, we, I can't remember the setup, but he was like, "This tune's too slow. I like faster music." And I was like, "Me too." Like, <laughs> you know, a lot of the Illinois tunes are like they're hoedowns. They're they can be played, you know, kind of at a quick pace. Yeah. They're not like. And granted, there's a fair number of like polkas and chattishes and things like that in Gerald Illinois too. Although they don't get played as much, just because I think people gravitate towards hoedowns and waltzes. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I am bad at describing the overall Illinois style. I know Smith has had a couple of comments here and there about them being very noty, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, very kind of, um, they have their own distinct style, but I'm terrible at describing it. So there's that. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I have noticed, um, yeah, definitely the speed when I've played mm -hmm. with Midwestern fiddlers in general, mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. but I think especially around here. Um, and the amount of notes, and I think maybe maybe a, a looser um, interpretation of what the notes need to be mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. 
maybe sometimes like there's a stronger chord progression so there's like that's more of a part of the tune yeah and maybe sure. like the pathways are a little bit yeah. more up for up for uh, debate or yeah. negotiation yeah yeah like the Pappy Taylor yeah yeah and I was um, I'm glad that we can have Smith join us on guitar because I do I like I like to play fiddle banjo as well but a lot of these tunes are really best locked in with guitar backing chords it kind of really informs the way you hear it and a very important way so yeah I, my I'm impression very... is that Clawhammer isn't like a as ubiquitous in this region um or maybe in the history at least I don't know yeah I th there there it, I think it goes 50 50 between like plucked style and I am not a banjo player so I'm the last okay. person who should answer this question but but yeah I think that's it's not unanimously claw hammer sure. by any means yeah yeah, but the guitar and Phil relationship. Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah and, and back to my dad, like his... So um, the Indian Creek Delta Boys, just briefly and quickly, um, was headed by my dad on fiddle and then had a rotating kind of banjo, guitar, mandolin crew, yeah. which included at one time Chirps, Smith um, on mandolin, my mom on mandolin, uh, Gay Harrison. Hi, Gay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shout-outs. Yeah. Uh, and then um, my uncle Steve Harrison on banjo, um, and then also Dave Miller on banjo, and then John Bishop on guitar as well as Dan Baird. And John Bishop and my dad kind of became the kind of center of the Indian Creek Delta Boys in whatever iterations that they yeah. um, took on. Dan Baird is on the album, like, Volume 1 and Volume 2, which was released, uh, which is on Apple Music, which is awesome. Um, but I feel like their friendship and their, like, musical relationship was very much like fiddle and guitar. So just to, like, answer your yeah. question, like, when I was growing up, that was, like, what Yes. I saw as kind of the core. Whereas I know out east, it like it kind of is fiddle banjos right. can be like the and core. Maybe a guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not so essential yeah. to like sure. the whole sound. So. Yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. I need to get uh, to A really quick. Okay. Uh, so let me do that. Okay. Sounds good. Um, yeah. Uh, so little ominous title. Jump for this in the next well. One. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's. The full, uh, apparently the full phrase that's saw, sung is jump in the well, my pretty little miss, jump in the well, my honey, jump in the well, my pretty little miss, I'll take you to church on Sunday or something like that. There's there's a whole verse that's sung to it. Time to overanalyze this Time, one. Oh next. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and don't ask me because I've never thought about the. Okay. So, so my Uncle Steve would say it's jump in the well, something about taking a bath. Like oh. not not in a dangerous, ominous way. Oh, like Just... maybe you're speaking to like your daughter or something, and like yeah. you're filthy. Yeah. Take a bath yeah. so we can go to yeah. church. Maybe We're so. late. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the, great. The, the quintessential parent-child conversation. Yeah. yeah. Why are you so um, dirty all of the but time? But then I said, why would you jump? Why would you take a bath in the water that you're going to drink eventually? So I don't. I don't know. Like I, it doesn't check out with me. So it's anybody's guess. Oh, good. Well, I I like that more. I thought it was like a like a, a dismissive statement. Jump in the like go uh, jump yeah, in the go well. Yeah, go jump in the well. Why don't you go jump in the well? Yeah. Cool. Well, Can I, I interject? Yes. <laughs> you get one more after this. Just just once. Please, please. Uh, Gary once said at a workshop that uh, 
this guy often didn't know the titles to his tunes, and that was very common amongst a lot of these. This guy? Yes. Who, who is this one again? No, we, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. okay. Yeah. And uh, that, they encountered that a lot. And uh, so they kept on asking, and he's, he kind of thought that sometimes he just made up titles right there on the spot to just give Gary a title. Sure. Like, oh, you want a title? It's called Jump in the Well, My Pretty Little Miss, or something Great. like that. <laughs> but, can we stop talking about it now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great, great. Can you stop asking me? Because I really don't know. This is Genevieve's favorite part about <laughs> old-time fiddle music. Yeah. All the titles and what the they titles. mean, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, great. Well, I think I'm ready okay. when you are. Sure. So, jump in the well, my pretty little mess. So good. <laughs> so, um, speaking of, of uh, children, if this is indeed mm -hmm. what this tune is about, um, <laughs> you have two kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, 
and they're around music a lot, and mm-hmm. they're starting to form opinions about music, <laughs> which is awesome. Yes. Um, I have a four-year-old son, and um, I've told this story on the podcast before, so I'll make it short, but when I got him his first fiddle for his birthday, mm-hmm. he uh, started crying, and he left the room. <laughs> so somehow, there was already a bunch of pressure, and I didn't—I don't even know how it happened. So, like, uh, I'm constantly on the quest for, like, figuring out um, how, how does one expose a child to music mm-hmm. um, without making them uh, hate music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good and very, like individual question but um so i'll give you an example we um my friend tasha hamilton who's also in the audience today today, um came with us and brought her daughter who is claire's age to battleground and then another of our friends came and brought their boys who are roughly everett's age and so at battleground there was like it was a play date for them like also and like camping was fun and you know they got to run around and have friends there. And so all the while hearing the music and all the while like being exposed to it, but not like taught or lessons or forced. And then the funny, so the funniest thing is, so Everett's been taking Suzuki yeah, for about a year and a half maybe and hates it. And I'm like, got it, I understand. (laughs) Better than anyone could ever, yeah, better done that. Got it, but his main his main complaint is it's hard. Sure, like it's really difficult. I'm like, yeah, it's difficult. It's always it never like. But look what you and then once it's kind of funny. Then we had our in law. I had my in laws over, and he was like, look what I can play. Look what I can play, and totally oh. just like. Um, so proud that he could play the fiddle. We played something together, like where he just kind of droned and yeah. I played along. And so, does he like attention? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not all kids do. Yeah. yeah. So he likes attention, and he's like, "Oh, I can get attention playing the fiddle." I think, yeah, I think he likes um, that satisfaction of like having done something hard, and you so know, he's like proud of it. Yeah, he's very proud that he can play. So we're trying to, mm. he's. We're trying to negotiate that exact thing in our household. Yes. Meanwhile, at Battleground this year, uh, we were like just waking up on Saturday morning, and so Claire has Everett's now fiddle that he's grown out of. Yeah. Claire like went and was like, "I'm ready for my fiddle lesson, and I'm ready for to give a concert." Oh, great! <laughs> and so she like went and got the fiddle. And, like, Everett is pretty good about, like, I'll uh, tell him to do something and adjust or, you know, taking notes. And she was like, I'm doing it this way. (laughs) I'm three years old. Nobody can tell me what to do. I know how to play the fiddle. I've seen it. I've seen you all do it. And I'm going to do it now. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like. How'd that go? Yeah. I mean, it went She And the freaky thing is she got a decent sound out of, like, the A string. And so it was, like. She's been super um, go-gettery about it. I think right. because like she's the younger kid, and so she's probably chasing after him in that way. Maybe right. to her, so. this is like bike riding. It's yeah, like, I gotta catch yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Like my older sibling does this thing, yeah. and so if I want to be taking mental out, notes, taking yeah, mental yeah. notes, great. But um, <laughs> but yeah, we're right in the middle of trying to decide whether we're gonna let him quit Suzuki. Is he? How often is he asking? I, want I mean, to quit. he he just doesn't like to. He doesn't. I I get it because he doesn't like to practice. Yeah. 
Um, but he does like being able to play the fiddle. So yeah. we're really, yeah, we're, I don't have the, sorry, I don't have the like <laughs> million dollar answer. <laughs> no, that's really helpful. Navigate it, you know. So you found something that is naturally motivating to him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he gave a concert like his Suzuki teacher had a concert of all her students yeah. and it was very positive and so Yeah, and I, I think just more than anything just bringing the we we also play for the Chicago Barn Dance which they have a Monday night every Monday night. We don't play every Monday night, but um we play every couple of months and there's also the Fermilab Barn Dance and so we just just bringing them along and letting them kind of soak it in, I think just is exactly how I kind of was introduced to it at a young age. So yeah, it can be. Um, sometimes people are perplexed about this music because mm. there are certain aspects of it that are inaccessible, mm. uh, like old time uh, old time intonation mm. sometimes or mm -hmm. tone, mm -hmm. which I have grown to love. Mm -hmm. You know, but like. I could see if you hear it from an early age, then you don't have to be like, this isn't like quantized. Like this doesn't sound like the radio. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So we're, I'm right there with you. <laughs> like, yeah. How do we get him to not hate the fiddle, but then also not give up on something just because it's hard? Yeah. That's the big, when he said that, I was like, then you're never quitting. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, totally. oh, don't tell me that. Because yeah. that means it's worth doing. <laughs> that means you will what, be good at it. You're <laughs> like, what you're saying to me now is yeah. that you're going to be mad at me later for not forcing right, you. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, yeah. right, yeah. Oh, so we're, yeah, we're t taking a break for the summer. I also think it's like everything in moderation, including moderation. Like, break for the summer, fine, yeah. fine, fine. We'll see, see how it goes. So. That's a good, that's a good phrase. Everything in moderation except moderation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to think about that for a while yeah. <laughs> in all its applications. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this next one, I love all of these tunes and these are all new to me. Maybe mm -hmm. a bonus track a little bit less, but like uh, Molly, Kiss Your Darling. Yes. Yes. Where this did is... you get this? Okay. Uh, so this is all, these are all available in the Gerald Illinois book. So... Um, for all you enthusiasts out there, they're, they're available. Um, I really have to credit my cousin, Cliff Harrison, for kind of repopularizing this tune with me particularly. And um, uh, it's from Cliff Pulliam, the original fiddler. Again, it's not somebody that I, Cliff Pulliam's not somebody that I spent a lot of time with or knew very well. But um, this track was recorded uh, it's available on the Field Recorders Collective, which is yeah. uh, for anybody like who's Hungry for Tunes is just an entire treasure trove of tunes. And they're on Bandcamp. And so anyway, they did, Ray Alden recorded uh, the Indian Creek Delta Boys. And so it's the Indian Creek Delta Boys uh, album on the Field Recorders Collective. And so... Thanks. Um, I, I forgot that I was actually supposed to... Um uh, to plug them this episode too. Well, <laughs> yeah, so that's welcome. perfect. That's yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Every yeah. once in a while, a yeah. guest wants to do an, uh, something on the FRC, and yeah. I say, "Hey, let me give a shout out and yeah. give me a download code, yeah. and then we do it." So yeah. please make that worth their while and go download yeah. FRC stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're okay. just top notch. Um, in terms of capturing source versions of material. Because yeah. other than that, other than the Indian Creek Delta Boys playing Molly Kissed Your Darling, I think that's maybe the only 
recording in existence too. I don't think oh, it's on wow. the CDs on the cool. Daryl Illinois CDs. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just a great tune. And thanks, Cliff Harrison. Oh, also, Cliff Harrison is now, I'm so proud to say, just finishing his presidency of the Indiana Fiddlers Gathering oh, uh, Board. His term has ended? Yes, yeah. yeah. But he uh, organized all the festivities this year, and it was really great. Mm. So a lot of family pride in that. Yeah, <laughs> right since we've been going there since we were basically born. So, okay, we'll play Molly Kister Darling.
Oh, oh that's such a lovely tune. I know. Mm. And no one plays it. Thanks, Cliff. Right? Thanks, Cliff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bringing it to our yeah. attention. Yeah. <laughs> Noted. Noted. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so this is the part of the show uh, where I ask my guests um, where people can go uh, to give them money for goods and services. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but uh, um, before that, yeah. and, uh, I want to say thank you so much to the Old Town School yes. of Folk Music, which yes. is where we are right now, yes. um, and to John. John Huber. Is your last Huber is the la it, yeah. how it's pronounced? Yeah. Good. I, I haven't said it out loud yet. <laughs> to John Huber for having me out. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you all for coming. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you're here. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, less sterile way of saying, um, you know, plugging or promoting things. What are, yeah, what are the things you're proud of that you want people to hear and know about? Sure. Um, well, first of all, I teach fiddle here. Um, at so this school. At the Old Town School, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I teach adult um, classes. I'm going to be starting fiddle two and I think fiddle three in the fall here in September, like September, October. Um, and so that's, you know, I love teaching fiddle. I'm also, one thing I'm super proud of, um, also in the audience today, Marie Valindo, who works here at the Old Town School as well. Um, she runs, she works in the Media Center and does a podcast here. And unrelated to that, she and I are working on a grant, a master and apprentice grant from the Illinois Arts Council. Mm. So this whole year we've been getting together and I've been really like breaking down a lot of my bowings and the tunes yeah. and just really getting into teaching her, um, you know, all the Illinois tunes. And she, she's been, it's been really, really satisfying to have kind of like a, like one student that you're just really, really into working with. Yes. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so, and we're just like super grateful to the Illinois Arts Council for making that happen. And the final performance will be in Charleston, Illinois in November, like on oh, November 9th. Cool. So we will release this before then. Yeah. So people yeah. can put it on their calendar. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be getting the word out on, on Facebook about that, great. but it's free, open to the public. And, you know, it's really special to me that the, the grant has allowed us to do an event in Charleston, in my own hometown, where a lot of you know, where my dad's family still yeah. lives and my mom still lives. And so just kind of that was a lot of the hub of the dear old Illinois collecting that went on. That's really special, too, because, you know, people mm -hmm. do play these tunes and your dad's tunes. Mm -hmm. um, but people are wont to run in all sorts of different directions with them, mm -hmm. which <laughs> I, you told me a story earlier about, like, how excited your dad was that Julian Lodge like yeah. play Red Prairie Dawn, you know? Like, on the jazz guitar. Yeah, like, the jazz guitar, like, yeah. guys, there's a guy on the jazz guitar playing one of my tunes. Yeah. Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah, he really got a kick out of it. The creative license is, is awesome, yeah. but it's also really neat that you have this opportunity to um, give a really holistic like mm. education about what the tune is mm -hmm. and like explain what to listen for and things like yeah. that. And uh, that's, yeah, that's and great. Matter of fact, we just learned Mareva just learned Molly Kiss Your Darling. Oh, <laughs> yeah, play later. Yeah. I will play this all day. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So hmm. yeah, so a lot of the tunes that were yeah, it's been just really a great experience and um so yeah the old town school, the Indiana Fiddlers gathering, we've like I said, it's family tradition in, in my family and now our family and bringing our kids. It's a great just kind of it's also um one thing I love about the Indiana Fiddlers gathering is there's no contest. Yeah. 
So nobody has a competitive bone in their body, really, right. in that way. You know, it just has a different energy. It gets a great attendance from local crowds, mm. um, like the Foghorn String Band, who we're really close with. They were hired this year, and they got a lot of their start. Like they've, you know, been playing there for ten. They haven't hadn't played in ten years, but they played at you know Indian Fiddlers Gathering when they were early in their careers yeah. too. So it was great to see them again and. Um, and the Chicago Barn Dance and all of the you know local dance music. Um, also, uh, Mareva's involved with the Old Lazarus Harp, and they she organizes the Midwest Sing and Stomp, which yes. should be a really great time. I know you've you've hung yeah, out. Yeah, I'm excited to come back someday. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. and so diverse and yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. those are just the. My favorite thing, list of my, my Oprah list for this. Yeah, time. <laughs> great. <laughs> um, this would be a great time to cut in if you have other things that you think are missing. No, nope. <laughs> got it covered. Yeah. Well, you, don't you have CDs? Don't you have CDs? Uh, as we well? do. So the Pride of America yes. album that we yes uh, we released in two, ten years ago. 10 years ago, 2009. So it's our 10th wedding anniversary and we released Pride of America 10 years ago. So yay! Busy year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a very, very busy year and both of those things are still great. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stood at the test of time. Still great, yeah. yeah. And that, sorry, I think the biggest thing which I've mentioned 10 times before is that the Dear Old Illinois collection, yes. the transcriptions, and the CDs and digital downloads are available through CD Baby. I so finally bought and you it can, and I've been listening. I'm just, I don't know why I put yeah. it off for so long. No. It's so great. My yeah. new favorite. Thing. And you yeah. can also, CD Baby, like other things, has you can listen to sample. You can listen to like a 30-second clip just yeah. to kind of see if it's something you're interested to in as well. You know. So, yeah, the Dear Old Illinois and the Pride of America albums are kind of our, our main things. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, um, will you introduce this last tune? Sure. Um, so this is an original tune that my dad wrote uh, and released 20 years ago. Holy cannoli. <laughs> Around 1999, I think. Also still good. <laughs> also still very good. Yeah, it's out of print, but if you go to pickaway.press, there, it's like all the sound files are available to listen. You can listen to the originals How online for free. Great. You just can't download them, I don't right. think. So. You can stream it on there. But you, it's very helpful if you're trying, trying to learn tunes and things like that. Uh, this is called Hey Mao, which um, you're an it's spelled M-O-W, which a lot of people would say Hey Mo, but it's not. And the Hey Mao is the thing in a barn that keeps the hay, like the hayloft. It's another word for a hayloft, basically. Oh, great. Yeah. Cool. Fun fact. <laughs> An explainable tune title. An explainable tune yeah. title. I have 100% of yes. the answers there. Yes. Yeah. It's just self-explanatory. Yeah. yeah. And I, I uh, just learned this one, too. Uh, so I'm excited to play it. Great. I'm glad we're, um, as much as I love uh, Red Prairie Dawn and Dull Chisel, I'm glad we're playing this one. Because yeah. I've never played it before. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's, a, the, there's not, I don't mind saying, there's not a bad cut on the Red Prairie Dawn album, like all of the, oh, and what, oh, another thing to promote is uh, the band Steam Machine. We've gotten to yes. know them from Minnesota, and they were hired at Battleground this year, too, and they 
played um, Over the Flatlands, which on uh. stage, so they retuned and it's in this crazy funky tuning. And so they actually like executed it live, which is not yes. often done. So that was pretty like a much lesser played uh, uh, track off of the Red Prairie yeah, album. Isn't it like, so. tune, is like raised bass tuned down a whole step or something? I could do it if I thought about it, but yeah. yeah. It's something wacky, yeah. <laughs> it's a wacky cool. tuning. So. so yeah, Steam Machine is really great too. and. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here's, right. Here goes. Thank you, Genevieve. Thank you so much. This has been very fun. It's lovely. Yeah. You too, smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to speak? So you're, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're
Genevieve and Smith Kester are playing two square dances, a jam, and a house concert in Kalamazoo next weekend. Check this episode's show notes in your podcast app for more information. For those of you who can't get to Kalamazoo, you can still hear Genevieve and Smith on their album Pride of America, available on CD Baby. For those interested in deepening their Illinois fiddle repertoire, you can and should order the Dear Old Illinois book and albums at Pickaway Press, and Chicago area fiddlers can take lessons with Genevieve at the Old Town School of Folk Music. All of that is linked in the show notes on your podcast app. Thank you again, Kauai Old Time Gathering, for sponsoring this episode. Register now at kauaioldtime.com. And please sign up to support Get Up in the Cool on Patreon. Just follow the link in the show notes to patreon.com slash getupinthecool and choose a support level that you can sustain because what Get Up in the Cool needs most are small, sustaining donations. That's all for now, friends. Thank you for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.